So is this, is this going to be Sleepy O2 version 2? <laughs> the last episode we this did at 6 in the morning was Sleepy. It wasn't, this, it wasn't this, bad. This is Andrew and Paul are exceptionally busy and I don't know. Just trying to try yeah. to get it all done, right? You got to do what you can. So That's it. Welcome back, man. You're back from your PA travels. Thanks, dude. It was it was a good trip. Um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but um, yeah, it feels good to be back and, and trying to get back in the rhythm of things and and whatnot. So, uh, what's what's uh, what have you been up to? I I didn't, I didn't talk too much. Man, just schlubbing around, man. Just trying to get as much work done as I can for uh, for the wild turkey at, at at the end of the year. And um, I'm leaving for Delaware tomorrow tomorrow morning i'm i'm the watchdog at school which hopefully if you've got kids and there's a watchdog program in your school what is it dads of great students is the dogs and so i'm doing that tomorrow morning you go in just hang out with a bunch of kids and 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 walk around with a shirt on that says watchdogs and after that i'm headed to the great state of delaware for the first time so i'm gonna check another state off the list but i mean it's just and it's just um Busy time of year, man. It's the given season. So it is. Have you done? You did the watch watchdog thing last year, right? Now that I we're did, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done it yeah. for uh, a few times, man. It is a blast, and those kids love you. Yeah. They think you are like the coolest person ever. They um, do. But I'll, like we were talking yesterday, I guess yes, they had uh, in the elementary school had somebody, one of the kids, pull a fire alarm yesterday. So hopefully, uh, there's no no uh, watchdog. Paul's gonna get you. Right. <laughs> I always tell my kids, I'm like, should I just bark at all the kids when they come in off the bus? Yeah. <laughs> and they thought that was so funny. So. so when I when I did my my watchdog uh, tour last year, it was um uh it was like what was it called? It was National Joke Day. You know, like like every day of the cat it has like a day, like a weird day. And so I asked the uh, the principal, I said, Hey, can I um can I can I start the because you do the morning announcements? I was like, Can I can I do a dad joke? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> so that's how I started. And then, and then of course, like the other guy that was with me was like, well, I don't want to be left out. I got one. I'm like, let's go, man. <laughs> so that's, that's how we started. Yeah. I had, uh, I was in one of the rooms. I can't remember what they called it, but like, uh, basically the kids would go there to burn off energy. Um, not that, you know, it wasn't gym. It was, it was a special type of a class thing. And I had, I had a student that was just like really off the wall and he was like screaming at the other kids walking down the hallway. And like, next thing I know, all these teachers like come running in and I'm just looking at him like, I, I didn't do anything. Like, I, I don't know. He's just like got up and started yelling at the kids walking down the hall. And I thought for sure I would never be allowed back into yeah. school, but anywho. Well, good, good stuff. Oh so, yeah, man. That's, that's, that's it. That's what, uh, that's what I got going on. Um, I saw, I saw yesterday. I'm sure. Do you have this pulled up? Ohio's week long deer gun season hunting results. So, uh, Orange Army. I went out a couple of times, Andrew. I, I had, I did have uh, a couple of does in the area. I, I, I uh, the place I was hunting. I, I didn't have any. There's like a house, like kind of close. And so all the does like hang, you know, they, they come over and they hang out and they're just always in that area, but these people have horses. And I, you know, I just didn't, I, I felt like 
it felt weird just getting close to the, and and I wouldn't have shot towards the house of the horses. That's not what I'm saying, but just like like shooting like close to the horses, I, I would have felt weird. Uh, you know, I don't want to like spook a horse, so m- I'm saying all of that to say that I had to kind of hunt farther away, and I never had a doe close close enough to shoot uh with with the old browning so uh no deers for me it looks like uh people in the state did um they've been smacking them around so a little a little drop from the three-year average a little drop from last year but so uh you you, you killers you got seventy thousand one hundred and eighteen deer during the uh one week gun season here in the state of ohio so that was uh twenty five thousand forty four bucks Yep, which is thirty six percent of the harvest and forty five thousand seventy four antlerless deer, sixty four percent of the harvest. Um, that does include does and button bucks. So top ten counties. You you got it. You got the list. You want to read them? Give me a uh, one quick thought on that. I wonder. Yeah. The, that seems like uh, the the ratio of of bucks to does or antler to antlerless um, seems high in the in the way of antlerless deer i wonder if that's normal during gun season that we have that i, I don't know if i've ever noticed that i know I, I know tonk has talked about like the overall harvest what he wants to see um but it does seem it does seem high i mean in general we do about 50 50 right um yeah so that one's 64 more yeah that's interesting. I, mean, I talk Clint McCoy, see what he's got. All right. So top 10 counties. Uh, let's see here. Harrison, 10, Lincoln County, number nine, Washington County, Guernsey County, Carroll County, Knox County, Muskingum at number four, Ashtabula County, no surprise there, Tuscaroras County uh, at number two, and number one, Kang, champ is here. The champ is back, Shockton County. Yeah, and they were the king guys. last year as uh, well. Yeah, every year, damn guy, killing all the deers. What yeah, two thousand four hundred forty-one deer checked in Kachakton, uh, and two thousand two hundred sixty checked in um, Tuscaroras. So pretty close. Good work, everyone. Uh, you get uh, you get a second gun weekend here coming up, everyone. Uh, if you still got a tag left, participate in that. What is that? It's like the weekend before Christmas, and then there's no. I think it's the sixteenth uh, and seventeenth. Here we go. Yep, sixteenth and seventeenth is your extra gun weekend. Uh, muzzle loader season starts January sixth uh, and runs through the ninth. So, I got speaking of muzzle loader season. I thought it was fifth to the seventh, but um, you know, we got a we got a Kentucky visitor coming north to do some some waterfowl hunting with me those days. So that ought to be fun. Can't. Be fun. Uh, can't wait for that. So, uh, anything else you see in the news there, months? A couple quick um, things. Uh, ODNR is launching a new website for accessing groundwater data. So, if that is pertinent to you, um, if you're on a golf all, course, it's pertinent. Yeah, OhioDNR.gov uh, for more information. Uh, ODNR to present two schools with trees to textbooks funding. Um, yeah. Let's see what else here. So just a couple a couple weeks ago, I was up at Shreve Lake and uh there's this dam and and my buddy Ben and I, we were uh Ben is like an expert level birder, which is pretty neat, man. Like it's it's not, not something that I've done much other than like bird and turkeys. Um and so we went like we were out just poking around in the marshes up there uh, out by Mohican, all, all of our families went up and uh we went to we just found this like Shreve Lake and it was just like this 
sad, empty lake. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And then when we, we read that the state tore the dam down, there were some dam issues, some, some safety issues. So they tore it and they're rebuilding it. Um, and they're, the renovation is in progress at Shreve Lake. So if you're in that area, um, man, if they keep the trees there, there's a bunch of trees like on the side, like right along the dam. Dude, that's going to be crappy heaven. That's Very the only thing cool. I got. Yep, pretty cool. So what else you got? Um, ODNR helps communities hit the trails through new grant projects. So lots of money being dished out for new grant products, projects. Excuse me. The city of Toledo, um, Ottawa. We got city of Westerville, the Ohio to Erie Trail, uh, Metro Parks of Butler County, Gilmore Water, Wetland Boardwalks, Great Parks of Hamilton County, Village of Magador, Conneaut Township Park. Mm, that's how uh, you say yeah, Western Reserve Land Conservancy, the Village of Arcanum, the Village of North Lewisburg, USDA Forest Service, uh, Wayne National Forest in Athens, another one in the Ironton Ranger District, and then uh, another one for educational brochures. But there you go. There's where some of your, uh, you can look up those projects if there's one in your area and see what they're doing. Uh, but I think that's about it, Paul, when it comes to news things. Um, yeah. Real quick, on, on thanks to our partners. We've got Go Wild, timegowild.com. Thank you to those guys so much for everything they do. Go check it out. If you're not on there, I need to get on there. And um, I'm sure there's lots of harvest. Like on this trip I was just on, I, ha- I literally had no cell phone service. And it's one of those things, like this is going to come off as a total millennial comment or whatever, but like uh, to be cut off from communication completely is uh, it's, it's weird. Th- it's really weird and it's a it's a challenge um because you are so used to that so anyways i need to get back into go wild and uh we thank you those guys thanks over to the guys at blackgate hunting.com right um the trail cameras still getting pictures popping up on on the thing i switched the one camera over to the video mode um trying to figure out if uh certain deer still around and uh, how they're moving if I get a chance to get back out, I got a few things coming up here where I'm not going to be able to hunt too much, but, um, black eight hunting cameras are top notch, man. Like yeah, we've seen they're them. legit. Everybody yeah, that's legit. loves them. Uh, O2 podcast will save you 10%. What else? We got X vision, thermal optics stuff. That mm-hmm. season is coming up. So pretty excited about that. What one. season's coming up? Shooting, shooting coyote season. That's what's coming season. Yep. Um, Still waiting on my suppressor, waiting for that call. Um, but yeah, check out xvisionoptics.com. And finally, last but not least, Timber Ninja uh, for free shipping. The code is Ohio. And I hope you guys saw that they had some Black Friday deals where you, I think they were doing 10%, not anymore. But um, they don't usually put stuff on sale because, but it's super top notch. Love that saddle. Love sticks everything i've had uh, from them is exceptional exceptional uh, you know yeah. usa made stuff so yeah and check out check out the shop the holler shop on the o2podcast.com literally everything that we just talked about yes except for black yeah. you can purchase on our website correct and i shouldn't say last but not least but when i've got one more but the deer nuts deernuts.com slash ohio um Man, love those things. I need to get more. Yeah. That's the problem right you now. You said you can get them. You can get them at TSC. Where else? I think so. Uh, Roll King stuff like that. Roll and King. I, 
they have it all on their website where you can buy it. Now we just got a TSC in our town, right? And yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a smaller store or if they're just not fully stocked or what. But uh, every time I run in there for chicken and rabbit food and stuff, um, I look and they don't have them there yet. But I need to. Oh, it's because these these deer killing people here in our county are buying up all the deer nuts. That's, That's why. Probably. <laughs> Um, but I really, you know, it's, it's like a dog looks like dog food, but it's a, you know, this nice nugget and those deer, they're on them, man. And they keep coming back. Um, I do mix it with a little bit of corn just to buffer it, but like, uh, seeing what's, what's coming through, get them to stop in front of the camera. And then, uh, yeah, fat kid at Chinese buffet. I love it. You keep doing that. You you put a couple piles out there. You're going to start getting those big fat deer, you know, that like they're all necks are all huge and their bellies are all balked out. Look, have you seen those, those on, yes. online? With, I love them. Yes, the I problem, couldn't shoot a deer like that. What's that? <clears throat> my problem is the the field behind me still has standing corn. I yeah. don't know if they're going to ever take that down, and that is stupid annoying. Like Man. stupid annoying. Well, I, 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 we, I know for a fact we have some farmers that listen to this show. Uh, I want, I like, uh, we've heard just like because we're not farmers, man. We're we're you know, we're far, far removed from, from the ag community. Um, but you just hear like, like reasons why I want to know why the, we've heard like there's pricing issues and distribution issues. I don't know. Someone, someone, someone messaged us. I like to, I like to know there is one more thing I want to talk about. Um, we've had him on the show, Jeremy Corber, our buddy from fit to hunt. He's got a, um, a really neat, like, uh, tis the season to state to stay fit. Uh, it's just a blog article talks about, um, like like turkey hunting exercises deer hunting and it's not just in, in, and i'm and i'm in this so, so this is like a, like a a shameless plug here um but this is like the exercise the fitness and everything months it is a very instrumental part of your life i've lost a ton of weight over the last couple of years really since we started doing this and it has impact impacted my life positively uh still not there um but so, so, so check out stay fit to hunt he's got some really cool just like at home programs um, if, if you want, that's that time of year, man, where people start making, what are they resolutions? Yeah. And so that, do, you know, so do it before new year's so that you're not that guy. That's like new year's resolution. Well, while you're on this topic, uh, it, that yeah. is, that is great. Right. So this will launch December 7th. You basically have one month before new year's resolutions start. And, uh, I'm not big on new year's resolutions because to me, if you got something you need to fix, just start today right uh but it's we'll talk about this a little bit on my trip to pennsylvania i consider myself in decent shape and uh that was different that those are mountains and those are that's a different kind of shape and you have uh you know so i know our buddy brian hall up there in um up towards northwest ohio is planning we're trying to go to colorado next year to hunt and he's been working hard and and basically rucking and, and walking and losing weight and all that kind of stuff you have got to get your body in shape for whatever you're going to do if you're planning on a trip out of state or to any anywhere if you're in if you're a flatlander of western ohio and you want to go southeast next year you need to get ready for that you cannot just jump into it and we've talked you know dragging that deer out of drumming you know that was one of the hardest things i felt like i've ever done pulling it out of that swamp and um but your body I, was there when you needed it most and that's what I, and that like when I work out and stuff all year long, I don't really have, I don't have a reason to work out. I, I shouldn't say that no. besides overall physical health, but sure, like, sure, um, sure. it is, 
it is getting ready for the ability to drag that deer out, right? Yeah. Uh, in that situation, you couldn't drive your truck right up to the deer or drive, you know, the gator right up to the gear to the deer. You have got to be ready for that. If you're climbing a tree, it takes muscle stability and everything else to go up the tree. Any of it, any of it, like walking out, you don't want to be completely winded and you want to be focused and all that kind of stuff. So think about that, right? And and Jeremy's programs are great. They're going to be a way to get you started down that path. And even though, you know, like I said, if I, I do something, I'm going to do it tomorrow, right? If I need to do something, I'm going to do it tomorrow, but you got a month to think about it and research it, figure it out. Yeah. And let's go. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a big bite. That's the one thing that always intimidated me because dude, I was like 325 pounds. Like I was, it was insane. You just get intimidated of the gym. You get intimidated of exercise. It's not, it doesn't have to be like that. Intimidated no. of like alter diets and small incremental changes that I've made to my life that have helped me. Um, and I see them just in, in, in my energy with my kid. And I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not like a picture perfect of health. Like, do I get a little belly? You know, I got a little turkey chin here, you know, but it has improved my hunting dramatically, dramatically over the last like two and a half years. So yeah. that's what it's about, man. You know, it's about being being healthy for yourself, for your kids. Uh, but I mean, really, I just want to be able to climb a bunch of hills and drag deer out. That's it. So right. there you go. That's it. That's all we got. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about um, my trip over to Pennsylvania and kind of out of state hunting in general. So on, you know, talking about the fitness, <coughs> excuse me, uh, fitness and stuff is a big part of it. Um, but I'll just kind of tell you the story. Uh, of, of what happened, Paul, there's some, uh, there was a lot of fun and it was a good trip. So let's see last week I, I went over and I, uh, this is the second year I've been over to visit with our buddy Mitchell, uh, from the Pennsylvania woodsman podcast. If you don't listen to Mitchell, I highly suggest you do. The dude is knocking it out of the park. He is putting out so much content. He's got great interviews and the dude is sharp. He's a killer and he is very good. We've had him on talk about food plots and stuff, but he is uh, Mitch is the man. Yeah, he's great. So their cabin, I I can't even give you like an exact location. We're just going to call it like North Central Eastern ish Pennsylvania. Right. And it always amazes me how big of a state Pennsylvania is. And um, so rural, right? So rural. And obviously, you know, we are flatlanders compared to what, what they're doing over there. Um, and, uh, so the drive over there is very scenic. It's beautiful. All that kind of stuff. So like I mentioned earlier, the first thing, uh, when you know you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy is there is no cell phone service. Like you, they don't have Wi-Fi at that cabin. Uh, there is a satellite TV there, but like, um, obviously you're not there to watch TV. So you're cut off. Right. And you can go down to the bottom of the hill and you had, I don't know, I think about a 10 minute drive before you catch a bar on your phone. Um, you're done. Right. So that was, uh, that's a big part of it. I was there, what, we hunted Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Wednesday is very uneventful. Well, let me start. The when I was heading up the hill, it's dark. It's all stuff, beautiful moon out that night. I go up this hill, there's a tree in the middle of the road. Okay? Yeah, of course. And not just a tree, but the tree is on power line. And, I'm like, I stop and I'm looking at it and it's at an angle where like, I'm thinking, well, I could probably drive underneath it, which is a terrible idea. Right. Or I'm going to have to go in somebody's yard. 
Um, I'm not good at making these decisions of what to do. So I, I stop. And luckily, luckily, because this is not a road that's traveled very much, a car comes up behind me and I get out. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just here trying to get to deer camp. But like, I don't know what to do about this tree. I don't know if it's been here for a while. And he's like, nope, I live here. It just came down. Must have just come down because it wasn't here when I left an hour ago or whatever. And uh, I'm like, well, what do we do? Right. And uh, he's like, well, I'm just going to drive through this yard. So I'm like, okay. So we just drove through this yard. Uh, kind of felt bad about that. But it took a day did or you, two before that tree got cut. Did you it up? Um, I don't think so. It wasn't real wet at that point. Yeah. But I did feel bad. Although, if there is one thing I know how to fix, it is ruts in the yard. Um, so I'll send you some grass seed, people. Um, right. Anyways, get to camp. And then Wednesday morning, went out. Um, Mitch didn't get there until Thursday. He was working or whatever. So I was there with a couple of the other guys. We went out Wednesday morning. Um, man, this is one of those things. When, it talk, when you talk about going out of state, being in areas you're not familiar with. Um, I had this idea, this grandiose idea. I'm just going to put everything on my back. I'm going to pack in. I'm going to climb a tree. I'm going to shoot a deer, drag it down hill. And when we were looking at the map of where we we're going to go and stuff, I was basically going to post up on this ridge. And I don't know how many feet elevation change. It was well over 100. I know that like you had to go up. and but It was probably a mile maybe two eh, it wasn't two miles back in there call it a mile mile back up in the hill and everything as far as you know traversing back and forth but it was uphill and it's 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 a different type of strain on your body of course i was overdressed when i started stopped about part way up basically got down to my base layers um so that i wasn't sweating too much but i'd already started so that was part of the problem i get all the way up the, tr- the tree i climb the tree uh, I ended up getting redressed in the tree in the saddle, which was interesting. It was doable, uh, maybe not completely perfect, but it was safe and it was warm enough. And I sat there until about noon because, and I was miserable, man. It was between being wet and it was cold. It was like 25 degrees. Um, I was warm enough, but it wasn't comfortable. I had a cold coming on, which is, you can hear it a little bit, but um so i don't know what the hell was going on i just i felt like garbage and eventually about noon i got down and uh i went back to the truck um i tried no cell phone service i tried to radio we had two-way radios tried to radio the guy i was with and tell him like hey i was coming down his radio died so he was that was turned off anyways i went back to the truck i sat there and slept for like four hours off and on just because it was you felt it was one of those things i felt really bad like Dude, you drove all the way over here. You have this opportunity. You need to be in the woods. But I was so worn out. I was tired. I was, everything. Like nothing was good in that situation. So I kind of was like, I'm going to bite the bullet and just, I'm going to just try to catch, get my body under, under control because I knew Thursday and Friday would be big days. So that was Wednesday. Um, nothing else really exciting happened there. Thursday, Mitch is up. A couple of the other guys came up. We had 12 guys or something like that. We started doing these little pushes through the through the woods. And we're talking, I think I heard Mitchell say, it's like 65,000 acres of state forest land, something like that. But like, um, we've got lots of room to move. Uh, there were a handful of other hunters out or trucks parked in these areas, but not, not a ton. 
Uh, and he's got his little honey hole spots where he's had success in the past and uh, kind of some of the, there have been guys up there earlier in the week that have been scouting. Dude, I will tell you, um, the, the sign is there, right? And all these spots um, that we were really going through, some of the biggest rubs I've ever seen. Did I send you the, I sent you the picture. You the did. One. I, oh, it's amazing. You, I couldn't tell you if it was a bear or a, a deer. Was huge. Any, everybody I've talked to was like, that's not bear. Because I'm bare, don't do that. I'm like, okay, but I mean, like, the, there's quarter inch gashes in this tree, and the tree itself was it's probably, a bigger it's a than normal tall. caliber tree. Yeah, well outside my hand, and I don't know. Um, huge, huge, huge rub. Anyways, uh, good scrapes, good all that kind of stuff. We didn't have a whole lot of success on Thursday. We did, I don't know, four or five different little pushes. Some guys saw a deer. I don't even know if anybody shot at any that day. Um, but these mountain bucks, man, they're just elusive and uh, mountain deer in general. Now, interesting part of where we were at, you had a lot of, I had everybody basically had doe tags. Um, bear season's still open. So if you pop a bear out, you can shoot the bear. And a lot of these guys are huge bear hunters, which, Paul, you want to talk about something cool that listen to those guys talk about bears. Um, that was something I was like, we need to try this. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm like, down. Go for bears. But then when it came to antler deer, they have the antler point restrictions, right? So that'll play in the, the stories later. But uh, you got to have three antler points on the side. So very similar to what we dealt with in Drummond. Um, not something you know. Unf- I'm unfamiliar with. That's a um, Pennsylvania law. I shouldn't say it's not the entire state. There's a couple different variations of it, but where we were at three points and that was what was legal. So Thursday comes and goes, not a whole lot of action there, but it was good to get out. And we were talking about the fitness side of things. So one, at one point, Mitch, we're walking back and we were going to be the drivers. There was like four of us. And he's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. We're on top of the, we're on top of the mountain. He's like, we're going to go to the top, the top of the mountain. Two guys are going to push the basically the top of the mountain. Mitch is going to kind of push right on the edge of the ridge. And then I was going to go drop down and then push the base of this ridge. And we got guys over here. He's like, you're going to wrap around the mountain and we'll push them that way. And he, we get up there and he's like, all right, this is where you're going to go down. When you get down to that flat area, then you can start working this, this base of this mountain. And I look and I'm like, Mitch, this is a, this is a freaking cliff, man. Like you're sending me off the side of a cliff. He goes, Psh, that's not a cliff. I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty steep. Uh, so it wasn't a cliff, but I mean, there's nothing like that in central Ohio. I will tell you that. Yeah. And, uh, or most places I, I've hunted in Ohio. So I, I slowly ease down this hill and I, my body held up mostly besides the whole like feeling sick part. Uh, it held up pretty good, but man, the joints, ankles, knees, heels, my Achilles heel, my heels, man. Um, calves, that kind of stuff. We talk about being in shape for different terrains and different, uh, out of state hunting opportunities. It's little things like that, that I wouldn't have ever thought, you know, I, you can build big muscles, but sometimes it's those little things you got to focus on. Um, anyways, so I get to the bottom of the hill Mitch radios me. He's like, all right, you're at the flat area. Go ahead and start working around. And I would look and I swear to God, I'm still standing at like a 45 degree angle. I'm like, Mitch, this isn't flat. Okay. Your definition of flat and my definition of flat, totally different. Um, he's like, 
yeah, just start moving, you know, whatever gives me hell about that. So, um, I worked my way around in the rocks. They're all everything you're walking on is rock covered in moss and wet leaves. Mm. Mm, it's just great. So might as well be ice, dude. You, I feel like I need, I need my boots needed to have a lot more um, stability. But yeah, it was that was um, from a physical aspect that was a challenge. But we survived. Get through Thursday. Friday's when all the action happens, and uh, I think I posted most. Mitch posted pictures uh to his page on instagram and i I shared them but we started the first day this day they have a different camp another camp come down brother-in-law's camp or something like that they come down they bring about 10 more guys so now i think we're i think we're at like 21 or 22 total um i think the law in pennsylvania is 25 people can be in a group um but Again, we do this whole thing. Got, Mitch has these huge maps pulled up. This is how we're going to p- post it up. We're on a tailgate going through and pushing. And, you know, I, I equated it to kind of like, I think last year, um, Mitch is like the general. And then he's got like his little, you know, whatever assistant generals. I'm not a, into the hierarchy of the military. But like, uh, and then, you know, all right, you're going to take these three guys and you're going to go with these three guys and, you know, whatever. And it's just, it's very well orchestrated. And he does a great job of, making sure everything's done right and safe and everybody's on the same page. So we get put up. Um, I think I was a sitter on the first one and they hadn't even started driving yet. And there's a guy that's two people down from me and his name's Anthony and Anthony, I, I feel his pain, right? He's been on kind of the struggle bus of hunting. I don't think he grew up with it. He's trying to learn it. Uh, he's a couple years Last year, he he took a doe, but it had been injured. Somebody else had shot it, and it was kind of had been slowed down big time for before he put it down. So he kind of gave him grief about that, um, you know, that his actual first deer wasn't actually his, whatever. But so Anthony, I was really cheering for him to get a deer uh, to get out that monkey off his back, and he's so excited about it, man. Him and I were looking at trail cam pictures together, and what is he? He's about twenty seven, I think he said. So he's a little bit younger than us, but like. Um, I was cheering for Anthony and the drive hadn't even started. It's dead quiet in the woods, like just sitting there getting ready. All of a sudden, kaboom, right? One shot. And it was about, you know, two people down from that. I'm like on the radio, Anthony, was that you? Uh, you know, trying to figure out what happens, trying to, I did actually have service at that point, trying to shoot him a text. Did you shoot? Did you shoot? Well, he's not responding. Nobody's responding. His, his battery was dead. He didn't have his phone on him. And this radio didn't work. Um, and uh, I don't know. They pushed the rest of that drive. So I was very excited to go find out who shot. And uh, sure enough, it was. It was Anthony. Nice. And he got a buck that had just really came out on his own. It wasn't part of the drive. Um, and I want to say it was an eight-point nice mountain buck for for up there. Uh, and he he put a hell of a shot on it. And uh, it's, it's funny. Why, it's not funny. Um kind of funny uh watching people got deer for the first time and he was no he was real nervous about it but man he did a great job and he was actually pretty quick and it was very clean so uh mitch and and uh a guy named mark were helping him with that he had he had it man he had the best thing he was the first one to get out of the sitter to sit down the deer he shot ran towards the road and the drag was downhill 
It was like a 50 yard downhill drag. I'm like, dude, you couldn't have done that any better. So he, uh, congrats to Anthony. And, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. The next part of it, and then I'll just highlight the, the big parts here, but like, um, we had a different aspect of this, right? Uh, we got put on a drive. I'm sitting at the top of this ridge. I can see pretty well, although that Friday we were getting a lot of rain and then the mountains, you get the fog. So there's definitely an element of the weather that comes into this. And we were trying, you were, it was raining enough where it was annoying for a little bit, but it didn't ruin everything. And I see this, these guys are pushing and I see this deer come over the ridge and he's in my view for a moment, a couple moments. And I get him up in the scope. And about the time I realized that he was a legal deer, what I thought he, he jumped into was this brush. And the next guy down from me, Darren sees him, shoots him done. That deer's done. Um, I just couldn't, I'm very gun shy when it comes to the, is it legal? Is it not legal idea? So I wasn't going to start throwing lead at something that I can't tell you if it's legal or not. And, um, and that's fine. I, I have some, you know, ability to, to, with, to not pull the trigger. Um, contrary to what Glenn might say, uh, Darren shoots this deer, Paul, and it is down in the bottom of the holler. And when I say that, I saw that deer disappear in a brush. He didn't disappear in a brush. He literally went off the side of the cliff. Like, oh my gosh. Went, once I figured out, once I got down to this hill, because I had to then, I started going down, and all of a sudden I get to this ridge, and I'm like, holy crap, this, is like, this isn't like find your next way down. This is a straight rock face. Like, I don't know how this deer, it, it, Billy go to this side of this hill. And um so anyways, like I, that was a legit cliff. It wasn't that far, probably 20 feet or something, but it was still like how the hell did this deer get down here? Anyways, it ends up of course in the, like the very bottom. So, three or four or five of us <clears throat> teamed up to just drag this thing up the hill and that was tough, right? If you had been there by yourself, there's no way you're doing that unless you're packing it out. You're just not. It wasn't wasn't feasible. Or it's going to take you 10 years to get it out of there. Um, but this is, this is where Paul can wake up and love life. <laughs> as, I'm sit, as I'm sitting on this perch on yeah. top of this ridge, af, I think it was after that deer got shot, as the guys were moving through, all of a sudden something catches my eye, Paul. I haven't told you this. And I look, and here's a turkey. And it hops over the log. And another turkey. Another turkey, another, 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 another. Okay. I, 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 I didn't count them all, right? There were so many. All these turkeys just hopping up the, it came up the ridge, hopped over this log, up this ridge. Somewhere along the way, I don't know if it was the drivers or something, something spooks these birds. Now, I'm on top of a mountain, right? Big valley. I got guys down here. And then it goes up into the other hills. The birds are up here with me. And they weren't far. I mean, they were under 50 yards from me. Something spooks them. 27 turkeys take off and fly. I think is what Mitchell counted. 27 across this mountain, right? It was so cool watching them all yeah. fly across uh, and just soar. And then as the drivers got closer, another like group of 20 fl- flew. So we had like 50 birds there and abouts. 
that went flying across this you know mountain valley and that was super super cool uh and i was sitting there i wish i had videotaped it for you because you would have just loved it but i was like oh paul paul's getting to me and then i'm really excited <laughs> it's about a beautiful thing flying off but that was really good to see and um those were the only turkeys we saw on that trip but i've never seen them in, in a flock so big that's good that's good to hear man there's been some population challenges uh in that area of pa so yeah. so love it um the end of the story i mean for me is that uh the last i guess it was about the last drive we did we had set up as a sitter again and um me and two other guys are walking in we just got them off the road we're diving down into this bowl i was going to be the top sitter they're like all right here andrew you you go here they call me ohio ohio you you sit here uh so i'm like walking i see this log that i'm going to post up kind of behind um i i barely had gotten any, i don't even think i'd gotten set like i wasn't really ready um and i the other guys are walking down the, the ridge and i i hear something i look over and here comes a deer coming at me now i probably should have realized it was a buck because it was by itself but in the moment you're kind of like that's a deer right i hadn't seen much i'd seen the one come over the cliff uh and then that was about it uh they just hadn't been pushed by me uh i didn't see doe. i didn't think i saw a doe the whole time but um and i see it i'm like oh shoot that's a deer pull up in my scope i'm trying to look at it now at this point it stops and it's behind brush again we're on the antler point thing so i'm sitting there trying to find them where are the antlers where are the antlers about and he this deer has stopped and he is watching our other guys walk down the ridge i don't know that they knew he was there i don't think our guys knew he was there but the deer sure as hell knew they were there and he's watching them and about the time that he turns to bolt away from them is when i realize he's legal that's when i let off the shot at that point everything has just gone haywire i missed okay he goes running i i swing you know trying to do it in a safe manner know where everybody's at um i did shoot at him again i did not get him uh they're absolutely he was 100 fine um he lives another day and hopefully we see him next year because it'd be bigger but like that was um one of those moments where i had a doe tag i had a, a buck tag but i just if i couldn't tell you that it was a legal buck i couldn't i couldn't do it if i just if i had known when he was stopped that that should have been an easy 50 yard shot but that happens and uh live and learn um just calm down in the moment right maybe How? i got a little excited so hunting tough couple guys got some deer that's good yeah but deer camp vibe what was it like great yeah. great those guys are super super positive um and a lot of fun so they play some cards drank a couple beers um told a lot of stories uh, Mitch is that camp has been there for a while, but I think it went through a point of maybe you know, where it need to be revived. So they've been working to get you know guys back up there as as people have gotten you know Mitch has gotten out of college and gotten a job and has got buddies and different things like that. So, um, you know, just going through stories from past years, uh, they've been doing it. Good food, I will say, man. There's some there's some stuff I've eaten a lot of food in my life. My parents owned a restaurant and. That was kind of mom and dad's thing. When we travel, we'd always eat different foods and, and stuff. But they they always seem to make something that I've never had before. Last year it was scrapple. 
Maybe we're at Scrapple. Oh, Scrapple's a classic. Oh, yeah, I've had Scrapple. Get up. I didn't have it this year, but the uh, what do we have? We had they called it Pennsylvania pot pie or something like that. It was basically like a turkey noodle soup, but man, that was so good. I think I ate like three bowls of that on uh, Friday night, and yeah, lots of they made some patty melts and played played a game called Thirty One. Was like a card game that was fun. So the the vibe was great, man, and it's uh it's a lot of fun just having everybody there and they, they love to ask questions about Ohio, uh, get a little bit of razzing for the Buckeyes, but as long as we, we beat Penn state, it's, it, that's comfortable, right? Yeah, suck on that Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, it was, it was great and they're super accommodating and, um, and it's, it, you know, it's interesting. There's things, the one guy, he was leaving to go to New Jersey this week for bear camp. You're like, I don't know anybody else who does that. Um, so yeah that was good that's awesome all right mitch if you're listening spring 2024 turkey camp there you go do it there you go good Bye. stuff well good story man it's always uh deer camp's always special regardless of how many deer you come home man it's just the it's just fun it's a fun time so camaraderie and new friends and yeah yeah so good stuff you know, and, and i encourage you. like you and i talked a little bit like people i know we're kind of coming up on the end of, of season stuff here but next year this year we we focused a lot and and this fall about hunting different states different opportunities you don't have to have a deer camp to go to go out of state uh, there's plenty of opportunities i i highly suggest you go do it because i think it makes you a better hunter uh it challenges you uh, it's not just going out and waddling out to the same old stand uh, i think it can it can teach you a lot and I, that's one thing when i go to these when I've been to Pennsylvania for years, I always try to come back with, with kind of a, a thought kind of a, um, on the more mental side of things. I don't know. This year it was kind of, when you get your shot, you need to get your shit together, right? You got to be prepared. Uh, I wasn't. So this year when I get shots on, on life, I need to be prepared. Um, but the, it's, it's one of those things I think really, take this off season, you know, and maybe turkey hunting is a great, great way to do it. Cause you can get out and you can wander the woods a little bit. And I'm speaking from the deer perspective, right? Obviously you're all about the, the turkey hunting side of things, but spring's great time. Go for a weekend, you know, in another state, do some scouting, get some ideas, get comfortable with the train, figure out what you need gear wise, figure out what, you know, what you need to work on phys- physically. And then next fall, make that dive and go find a place yeah. in a different state and challenge yourself. Like, yeah. it's good. And you can do it. You can do it very affordable. It's very. not, yeah. It's not like some of these elk tags that are thousand dollars. I mean, it's, it's, right. yeah, you, you, you can, you can, it's what we do. We try to keep yep. it as, as reasonable as possible. So you got anything else, my friend? That's it, man. It's time to start the day. got to go wake the kids up and, That's um, it. I, I, I hope I don't hear the pitter patter of little feet uh, upstairs yet. Uh, so they're probably going to miss the bus. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paul, that until the, the wheels on the bus song comes on. Oh, I got yeah. That, sorry. That, that one night I was at your house and uh, I was sleeping on the couch and like, yeah, we um, were out of town. You were out of town with a house sitting or something like that. But the, yeah. um, all of a sudden I wake up to the Alexa or something must have been, mm-hmm. uh, has a, like a, uh, alarm set yeah the wheels on the bus go round and 
yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is that? <laughs> and it was it was your guys' alarm to get out the door for the bus, and I yeah. like, scared the shit out of me. Oh, that's funny. Good stuff. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> oh, so. uh, well, appreciate you guys listening to the show. Check out the o2podcast.com. Click on the shop tab. There's some really cool uh, gear up there for your hunting uh camping hiking needs so thanks so much for the support of the show and uh check us out the .o2.podcast on instagram o2podcast on go wild thanks, thanks guys. everybody